0: What's up, everyone? Icebox Pod, episode 41 here. As always, 412 sports cards, icy ice cards here, doing another episode, more of a rapid fire style. We've got some topics in line, maybe talking about some PSA subs coming back, some memorabilia, whole whole gamut of stuff. It'll be a mystery. But Matt, how are we doing?
1: Good, excited for this week. Um Excited, really excited for this pod and the next week's pod, which will be about the National. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited before. for that one, too. Um, but yeah, before we get into that, you you actually texted me, I believe, on Golden, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eastern. it was on Golden.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about that a little bit, how we really had no idea what that's going to go for. Um, it went pretty low. And you can tell the listeners what it what it was exactly.
0: Okay, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up on Golden. It was a David Ortiz game used rookie season jersey. And so it's not a Red Sox jersey. It's a Minnesota Twins jersey because that's who he was a rookie with. Which is, I mean, a little bit of a downer, but it has like cool patches, as like a Twins patch, as like a Jackie Robinson fiftieth anniversary patch. And it is described on Golden as being a jersey from his rookie year. And I believe it says that he only played 15 games in his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. And it's in pretty good condition. Like, it looks pretty clean. Yeah, he played in only 15 games and had only 39 at-bats in his rookie year. So this is likely one of only a couple rookie year jerseys of Ortiz. And one for 8500 bucks. That seems not awful to me.
1: Yeah, that seems like a pretty good uh, a pretty good price. I, I would imagine like, man, maybe like a museum somewhere like we're yeah. scoop that up. like a little like sports museum or something like scoop that up. I don't know. that's, that's just a unique uh, a unique piece.
0: I thought it was a Cooperstown worthy piece, like a baseball hall of fame worthy piece. Whoever timed this auction, you do wish this was a week later when there was the press, uh, because he's going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame and believe it is next Sunday. So you, you wish you had ended this like a week later, but I was thinking like, oh yeah, like that's a lot of money. And like, I thought about it for a minute myself like what i want this and i was like that's a lot of money i'm not personally huge huge into memorabilia but then i I was like maybe i like should have legitimately attempted to like scrap together a ton of money and just make a run at it because that's an insane item it is a true true museum piece
1: yeah that is an awesome uh piece for $8,000
0: I think it's actually pretty good for $8,000
1: yeah what do you you think about memorabilia do you have any memorabilia
0: I mean I have like signed baseballs like a couple okay and stuff like that Uh, I don't I have like a couple signed pictures I have a Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio like signed picture but I have like stuff like that I don't have like signed jerseys or like I mean I have like jerseys that were signed when I was like a little kid but like no like nice frame worthy pieces or anything like that what about you
1: um i have a couple signed pictures as well um i do have one signed jersey i have a miguel cabrera signed jersey
0: do you have framed up or
1: uh i mean yeah but it's in like a cheap like Michael's $50 frame that I did. Oh, I gotcha. So not not like professionally framed, no.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's appealing to me, but like I don't necessarily have an abundance of space right now to fill with memorabilia. And memorabilia takes up a lot of space, but it is cool.
1: Yeah. Um I've heard a couple people kind of say this and I think I agree with it. Do you think the fact that it takes up so much space is like what hurts the sale price a little bit?
0: Oh yeah like definitely
1: yeah
0: it, It's actually really weird that I think that the taking up so little space increases the price of cards too right yeah you think- it, it, it sounds so weird that like you're like, well this Jordan like signed Jersey. Or whatever, versus, like, this small Jordan card that's, like, autographed. Like, the card could be worth way more.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah it,
0: I, it is a little weird to think about.
1: Yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, for the most part, like, 90% of Jordan card autos would be more than, like, a Jordan signed jersey.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. I'm not going to lie, though. I would like a Crosby signed jersey but okay here here's another point on memorabilia as we were getting ourselves going memorabilia if you're gonna buy it because it is so big you gotta love the guy i would buy like i was i would buy a lot of stuff like i'd buy like a conor mcdavid auto i'd buy all sorts of autos you know in the nba and like whatnot but to buy a jersey a signed jersey of a guy you gotta really really like the guy it's got to be like a top five player, maybe higher, maybe like a top three player across all sports for you. Yeah, I wouldn't that, even buy a Big Ben
1: signed jersey. Like, That's a really good point. I agree with that. I because the nice thing about it is if you bought, say, I don't yeah, Connor McDavid signed card, you could enjoy that and you could sell that instantly.
0: And it's easy to sell. It's small. Yeah, it, it's easy to mail.
1: You could ship it easily. But if you bought a Connor McDavid signed jersey and were like, man, I don't really want to hang this up anymore. You're going to have a tougher time getting rid of that unless you just run it on like an eBay auction and just.
0: Yeah. And you uh, get absolutely smoked because like there's yeah. not like it's not like a, 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 a better market. Like cards are like cards, someone yeah. sees insert this McDavid auto. Cool, let me look up comps. Cool, let me look at the condition. Okay, we got a price in mind. I'll pay that price or close to it. With a jersey, it's like, hmm, well, maybe it doesn't actually look that good in person. I don't know. I'll pay like 20% of like, I'll just pay like a hundred bucks for it. And if I get it, great.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I honestly, I way overpaid for my Cabrera jersey.
0: Oh yeah, I mean it's easy to do. You can get them real cheap if you like hunt yeah. on like eBay, but it's
1: cuz I bought it when I was like 12 with Oh, okay. I, yeah, I bought it with money when I was like 12 from money that I saved up from like summer work. And I overpaid so bad, the card shop that I bought it from definitely ripped me off.
0: Oh yeah. The card shop definitely cleans up, but Hey, I mean, when you're 12, it is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm so, I'm happy. I bought it. I'm happy. I still have it. It's a cool piece. And it's kind of cool to just like have it. Cause I, that's what I spent my first paycheck on. Yeah. That's wild. It's kind of cool, but yeah, definitely overpaid for that thing.
0: If we want to, if we want to transition out of memorabilia a bit. Just some things I may have overpaid for. We can talk about my PSA sub that just came back.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, that. I'll tell you what though, before you even start, I just got eight Seiku base back in the mail. Wow, you feel any better?
0: It does actually make me feel
1: a little better. You know what's funny too is I, I was like looking at the grades. It was like a hundred card sub, and I actually did. Pretty good on the hundred card sub overall. Um, Like wow, that's a big bill. Yeah, like value wise, I did fine. Once I sell them, but obviously the seikus are like nothing. And so I was looking at the nine seikus, and they were like all nines. And I was like, I was like, crap! I was so mad, and then I realized the difference between a nine and a ten is nothing. Is like maybe like twenty cents. So I mean, I,
0: you're talking about like 150 versus like $3 maybe.
1: Right. So then I was like, man, my gem rate on this whole sub was pretty good. And these nine Sekus happened to be the nines. I was like, that's actually good. I was like, I'll take that. Because, I mean, I don't know. You want to buy some Seku PSA nines?
0: Uh, I don't. You can keep all your Seku PSA nines. <laughs> you can give them out to people for free at the National. Oh yeah. I would oh that might actually be a mean thing to do because that's yeah, such that would, a bad I'll card.
1: Say, that would be kind of rude.
0: I think that is bad I actually just remembered I need to change my email for my Nash Cards account where I have my junk sub out. It hasn't returned yet.
1: Oh, it's still out there.
0: Yeah, the junk sub's still floating around.
1: I I didn't think you did too bad though on this on
0: mine. On my non okay, well, first of all. The fact that PSA introduced this $20 service level, some of this stuff I would have sent at $20. Right. I definitely would have sent. So, okay, so for the listeners, I had two of these hoops road to the finals Giannis where he's like holding the NBA finals trophy after he won the championship. Think of it as the equivalent of sort of like the, I guess like, a the block LeBron it's, it's similar. It's the game seven or final game, like road to the finals card. And I paid like 50 bucks to grade them. Also those have been crushed because of be honest, playoff performance, uh, those things got destroyed. I would have graded those at the $20 level because I didn't really care when they came back. I just wanted them slabbed in a PSA slab. Right. So that was a little rough. Um, I probably would have graded the Ortiz in the slow level too, because like we were talking about last week, that's something I would have paid for the slow level for because the declared value is not high. I did grade two PMGs for the first time ever. Both were successfully slabbed, which I've learned is like not always a guarantee that you can get the PMG slabbed because they come back like minimum size or like, oh, yeah. They were like, well, there's a very real possibility that you can't even get this. But I got two sixes. Won't lie, they look pretty okay. So, like, I don't know. I go that far. The one has a big print line, which Mm. I can understand. Yeah. But like they look pretty good, you know, as far as like you would consider a six to look. But I think they just hammer PMGs because they see PMG and they're like, cool, now it's time to absolutely destroy the grade. Uh, This is a lesson out there to all of you. I've been pretty disciplined uh, in, in the hockey realm. But I did buy this Lemieux PMG that I bought at a very good price at the time to flip. And I should have just sold it for like a small amount of profit at the time. But instead I graded it and I played with fire and waited three months and those have dropped significantly in value. Uh, I may just hold it. I may sell it and move the money elsewhere, but definitely a little rough there definitely shows you that like, if a market's like getting hot and like starting to get some attention that it wasn't before, you maybe just need to stay away because I managed to stay away from all the other retro hockey inserts. Except for that one, basically. But people were this is like real niche niche stuff. Like in the hockey world, people are getting excited about all these retro inserts. And they they're, got steamed up.
1: And they're they're cheaper now by like yeah. by a lot.
0: Some are the PMGs are. The other ones haven't yet, because the PMGs ain't ran more, but the other ones are like the Noise Boys. If you've ever heard of you know that one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like I have an Electrifying Crosby PSA 9 coming back, which is actually pretty cool.
1: I think I remember that
0: card. Yeah, that was... Oh, that was an SGC 8.5, by the way. And I that was... So that came back a PSA 9, and I felt vindicated that SGC, which is typically more lenient, had given that 8.5. I thought they were nuts. And so I feel vindicated that I got PSA 9.
1: Did you um, grade that with SGC? And yeah,
0: they- I had it raw okay. and gr- sent it thinking it was nine to nine five and it came back an eight five.
1: And then you nined it at PSA
0: and I had nine at <laughs> PSA. I had it cracked and sent to PSA because I was like, this is stupid.
1: I mean, that's nice.
0: That's yeah. Not- oh, it's definitely nice because I got offered like 300 bucks, 310 bucks for the SGC eight five. And so the PSA nine is definitely more, maybe yeah. like 500 bucks.
1: That's a good eye
0: on that one. I I. was I'm, That's the first time I've ever done that. First time I've ever cracked a card and been like, or first time I've ever sent a card, been like, this looks undergraded and just sent that puppy right out, cracked, subbed. And, and I felt vindicated. I succeeded. Yeah. Also got my Carlos signs that I bought at Shipsy way back when came back. Solid PSA 10 saved me from the falling market there.
1: Yeah, because that was a tenor bust, right? At
0: the time, it was not a tenor bust. It became a tenor bust. Yeah, and those are not an easy ten.
1: Uh, that's the first year F one, right? Yeah. So yeah, those are real tough. I don't (laughs) know. I don't know what the pop would be on that, but I can't. I can't imagine it's too low, just because it's. It was just base, right?
0: It's no, it's a refractor. It's not a numbered refractor.
1: Oh, oh. So the pop's probably not crazy on it then.
0: No, it's probably fine. So the Leclerc in a PSA 9 is 73. And you assume the Leclerc is like way more graded. Oh, that's PSA 9 Leclerc. Oops. PSA 10 Leclerc is 160.
1: There's more tens than nines. Yeah, what the heck? That's actually really interesting to me. I would would never have guessed that.
0: The BGS pops are like nothing. No
1: one's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, BGS has kind of died down a little bit. I can't. I, man, now that PSA is $20, I don't know what I would sub with BGS. I mean, I guess BGS probably gets like their thicker cards every once in a while, right? Just because they're easier on those. Yeah, they, you get stuff,
0: you get like a thick card that like has a beep corner that would be a PSA 6 and you get like a BGS
1: 8.5. Right, yeah, that's <laughs> the only thing I could imagine sending to them right now. I don't know what else I really would. I mean, because they got what, like a $30 service level? So they're not crazy expensive.
0: No, but the turnaround time's slow and the resale is just right. absolutely terrible.
1: Do you think SGC is almost past them?
0: Dude, I think SGC is past them. I'm also biased because I listen to this Lucas Tigers and Bronze podcast a lot, and they are partners with SGC. But, dude, they sub this stuff with SGC on, like, the 30-day sub, and it comes back in, like, 15 or 20 days. Oh,
1: yeah. Their turnaround times are crazy, aren't they?
0: Yeah. I mean, I you, it takes a specific card to be subbing it with SGC. So like, yeah, it can't be super high end and add a ton of value, but like I return to the well, those David Ortiz cards that are like 200 bucks that I like, if you got like a clean one of those in and that you thought it could SGC 10, you, you or even nine five, very fast money. You just make, you make the money fast.
1: But that's what I'm almost thinking is, so you could almost sub with SGC, buy a card on just say like the first of the month, send it out, get it back and sell it before the month's even over.
0: Yeah, I think legitimately you could. And you wouldn't even have to pay for the expedited service level. You pay the one that's like 20
1: or 25 bucks. I mean, that I've I greeted with SGC maybe like once or twice when PSA was shut down. Didn't do super well but i mean i did all right but uh now it's a little more intriguing to me that you can like get them back fast seems like you're right though it does take the right card
0: yeah because you gotta you're you're squeezed on both ends in my opinion with sgc because the high end it adds minimal value and psa just adds so much value on the high end and and i mean we're not even talking that that high end like, I think if you get to like $1,000, you're like, yeah. no, I can't be. But on the low end, on the commodity type cards, base, silvers, that type of stuff, I think you're adding almost no value because it's such yeah. high pop that people just want it in a PSA slab. So you're operating in this middle like 200 to like $600 card range, maybe closer to the $200 card range. That you can yeah. get like, I think, really good value out of.
1: Yeah, I think that was the thing. I made that mistake on a couple cards where I was just grading like silvers and, and it, stuff it's like
0: not, I don't I just think there's not enough value add there, probably, right?
1: Right. And people were like, Yeah, that adds value. I'll pay $15 more than raw. And it's like, oh, that's great, but like I just paid $25 to grade it. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's just not worth it.
0: And I've seen the experience on the higher end on like the stuff that's like closer to the thousand dollars in the SGC slab. People just don't want the SGC slab at that point. Or they're yeah. like, I mean, I guess that's nice. I mean, but I'm just going to crack it out of the slab when it gets to me. I mean, there that, definitely honestly, is a niche though.
1: That That's honestly how I am. I would not want an SGC slab. Or if it was like high-end PC, if I'm like reselling it, then I don't care. But if it's high-end Like, PC stuff. Honestly, almost PC in general. I don't know that I want an SGC slab.
0: I definitely don't.
1: I I honestly really like having... Well, yeah, I honestly like really having PSA slabs. And then I have a couple BGS slabs. But... Yeah, I don't think I would take an SGC slab. I'd probably just crack it if I had... If it was like a PC card that I never could find or anything, and my only choice was to buy a SGC, I'd probably crack it.
0: Yeah, I 100% would. Well, okay, that's not 100. That's not definitely true. I'd be scared to crack a thin card uh, in an SGC slab that was of decent value. Uh, but if it was like a thick card, I would feel safe cracking it.
1: I, w- I'm, I wouldn't crack it either way. I would send it off to, uh,
0: to someone who could crack it for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess like little shout out to local guys, TNT.
0: That's who I subbed with, guys. That's who I uh, did my sub with. He cracked that uh, Crosby for me.
1: Yeah, they crack your cards for like a buck or two.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a no brainer. Yeah. I was like, what happens if you destroy my card? Like, what kind of arrangement do we have? He's like, I've never destroyed a card. So we're, there is no arrangement. And I was like, cool. <laughs>
1: yeah that's actually i had that same conversation yeah so i mean obviously like you're you're risking it right like if they destroy your card like that's on you like you're not getting reimbursed for that but what oh you mean from his perspective right yeah like i thought that they would oh okay i mean they might because like they might feel bad or something but like they don't have a policy that's like we will reimburse reimburse you Do you think they would keep the money if they destroyed my card? Well, like, they don't have a policy for it, is what I'm saying. Like, you're not, like, guaranteed to get, like, refunded for your card or something like that. But, I mean, I'm sure they would because they're good people. But they've never destroyed a card. Once I heard that, I was like, yep, you can crack all my stuff for me. I'm not doing it. It's so risky. I hate doing it.
0: I did it once. It was kind of fun because I did it with a cheap card that was in poor condition in a GAI slab. I mean, it was like a $60 or $70 card, but I had a lot of fun doing it. But if it was yeah. like legit, I would not be at, fun.
1: At that level, yeah, you can have a good time.
0: I did have a good time. I, I researched how to do it and like got out the pliers and the screwdriver.
1: Yeah, that, that's not too bad then. If, if it's a little cheapy slab. I have heard though, SGC slabs crack real easy.
0: Yeah, I've heard they're super easy.
1: Yeah, I know like BGS is tough and PSA is relatively tough. But I've heard SGC, like can you just pop them right open pretty much?
0: Yeah, I've heard basically. Yeah. I think every time of that, I, I forget who did it. It may have been like some sports card investor video. It was like when people, when <laughs> SGC opened their doors for like an interview and they showed the slabbing machine. I don't know if you remember this and people were all worked up about this. They showed the machine that like presses the slab together and they like named the exact like machine that it was. And people were like, now everyone's gonna be buying this equipment and creating fake slabs. Do you remember that? If anyone else remembers that, send us a DM. I would, I, I think it would be funny.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't remember that. I don't know why people would get so worked up over that. People but.
0: are like they showed the
1: top secret machine. <laughs> yeah, I that's that's weird to me. I don't know why people would get worked up over that, but that could be a year and a half ago now. I, I don't mean know. I mean realistically, fakes are going to be made of like everything. Like how then like by that logic, how is there fake PSA slabs because PSA's never shown their machine. <laughs> Not that I've seen, at least. Like maybe that's something that that crowd should think about. I don't know. <laughs> you,
0: you make a good. You make a good point. You make a good point. Oh, uh, I got a couple other topics. I got one that's more like big picture card buying, and I've got one that's more player specific. Which one? Which one you want?
1: Player specific. Before we okay, wrap. yeah. Okay.
0: I've been thinking about buying. I have been doing way less speculative buying recently. But one player in basketball has captured my attention and made me want to dive into speculative buying again before the season. Can you guess who it is?
1: If it's, if it's somebody who played in the summer league, bad play.
0: No, it's not someone who played in the summer league.
1: Then how did he capture your attention in the offseason?
0: I've just been thinking about it. Even- and like I heard like one or two people mention it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a good idea.
1: Maybe. See if it's a Anthony Edwards.
0: Oh, you had the right first name. Anthony Davis has been capturing oh, my oh, attention.
1: Man. Yeah, I mean, I mean that would be a super that would be a super risky. But I, I mean, don't even
0: well. I'm starting to while well, I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid and starting to wonder if maybe it's not as risky as I okay. It is a it is definitely very risky, but I'm starting oh. to get intrigued by the idea.
1: I mean, like the dude is legit made of glass.
0: That, that's correct but he's also priced like he's made of glass now
1: yeah that's yeah i guess the risk wouldn't be like too bad but the risk would be just like wow why did i buy this <laughs>
0: yeah there's definitely that i the also issue that i've run into is i don't even know what i would buy like what would you buy i don't know what i can buy because a bunch of this stuff just is falling And, like, you have to buy the right thing. And I'm not 100% sure at a, like, sub $1,000 price range, preferably, like, sub $500, what it even is. You can't buy an NT.
1: I mean, you can get – So, there's – It looks like there's a couple different rookie autos you can get. Um...
0: Oh, my God. An immaculate RPA
1: went for $850. Yeah, so maybe something like that. Could you get – I mean, his rookie is 2012. I know,
0: I know, but the base is not good enough, I don't think. Or is it?
1: Yeah, but what does a a silver do? It's going
0: to be too much.
1: There's a silver PSA 9 on eBay for 1,400 OBO.
0: Wow.
1: Or what about a select? what about like a 2012 select
0: uh, the 2012 select is more intriguing because that a select you can get a select silver auto out of 99 for f- 450 bucks Bgs95 oh, really? on card on card select silver auto 2012 for select out of 99 450 dollars are you coming around to my way
1: of thinking yet? Uh, no, but I mean, I hope <laughs> he, but. yeah, I mean, he, I mean, yeah, honestly, like a select doesn't seem like it's the risk reward doesn't seem too bad. I just get nervous because I that dude is just made of glass. And I, the thing I feel like about him is I just don't know that his desire to play is like super there.
0: Just but dude. He's taking 400 free throws a day. In the offseason. Oh, yeah. Commitment.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a point as a Pistons fan where I was getting excited because Andre Drummond was shooting like 100 threes a day. Okay. Okay. What happened to that.
0: Just crush my Anthony Davis dreams.
1: I mean, it might not be a terrible play. It's just I mean, it's just so risky.
0: Well, I know. And I've been trying to be more risk adverse. This kind of blends into what I was wanting to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about more next time is I'm like pretty busy. So it's hard and scary to buy stuff like this if I'm busy because Anthony Davis goes and breaks his leg. And then if you're not on like a day or two after, then you're stuck with it. Right.
1: Yeah. You got to, honestly, I'm kind of in that same boat. It's, it's getting really hard to stay on top of things, which is kind of why. Like, I've been really opting towards, like, Brady and Jordan and LeBron, mm-hmm. those, that type stuff, just because I know that, you know, like, I mean, I guess, like, stuff could happen to Brady and LeBron still that could, like, slightly make their value go down. But it's it's not like I'm going to get murdered. Like, I'm buying, you know a Jordan Poole card where it's like, oh, if he drops 41 night, I need to get this up.
0: Yeah. Like, that's tough like to do.
1: Fart, you know, the yeah. Anthony
0: Davis is honestly in a not too too dissimilar boat. Yeah. It is yeah, a little I, bit of an issue.
1: It's risky, but it could pay off.
0: I wanted okay. Before we wrap, who would be yours? Just curious. Is if anyone come to mind? Anthony Edwards is who you named. So is that who you've maybe been wondering about?
1: Yeah. I I think he's amazing. Like I think he's, he's
0: expensive. Like really, really good. But he's expensive.
1: Yeah, he is, but like, like to me, Anthony Edwards is like top five player in the league someday good not, oh okay okay like, like someday good that i it i i really like him so that's kind of who i would try to kermit. Buy him and i don't even think i've ever owned any of his cards so i kind of would like one
0: buying a kermit oh i forget his last name uh nuts from the movie hustle
1: oh i have not seen that movie oh he's in it so yeah i've heard good things
0: Well, when you watch it, you can tell us what his last name was.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, pick up on – oh, is that the other, like, main guy in that?
0: Yeah, the – Juan Hernan Gomez, or Juancho Hernan Gomez, cards to the moon. But, yeah, uh, there was a ton of NBA players who had small roles, but he had the second largest role.
1: Okay. Yeah, I heard – yeah, there was a couple guys in there. Like, I know Mo Wagner was in there.
0: Yeah, Mo Wagner was in there. There's, like, a ton of guys who appear for, like, two seconds, though.
1: Yeah, didn't didn't Mo Wagner get dunked on in the movie?
0: Yeah, I believe he did.
1: Because I'm pretty sure he talked about how, like, there was, like, an hour film session where he just was getting dunked (laughs) repeatedly until they got the right take. And he said it was super, like, just kind of depressing. He's like, yeah, I got to go up here and get dunked on, like, a hundred times.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. Well... You want to wrap it there for everyone? We'll save some more for next week. Next week. National next week. National talk. I'm pretty excited for that. We're going to get that contrasting opinion from the national versus the opinion from home.
1: Yeah, that'll be exciting. So stay tuned for that for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be it, guys. And we'll see you back here next week.